Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with you as well. I want to tell you about our friends at War Horse Sportsbook. It is just about time for the War Horse Festival of Games. Visit War Horse Casino to earn entries into their $100,000. You heard that right. $100,000 prop card challenge and grand prize drawing. Visit warhorsecasino.com for more details. In the Warhorse Festival of Games Prop Car Challenge, you have a chance to win $100,000. In the grand prize drawings, you can win your share of $20,000 cash or free slot play. Remember, this is just at the Warhorse Casino in Lincoln. It is free to participate for Warhorse Rewards members. $100,000 prop card challenges for the big football game in February. Just make some simple predictions about the game to be eligible to win. That's warhorsecasino.com for more information just at the Lincoln location. But if you want to play some sports bets, you can still do that at the Omaha location as well at Horseman's Park. That's Warhorse Sportsbook. No bets, no glory. It's time for uh, to catch up a little bit mm-hmm. on our... New Year's resolutions. Now, I had, we both had a Nebraska one yesterday. Mine was Dylan Rayola related. Um, Mine was fan oriented. Yours was fan oriented about the the attitude of fans. We mentioned it earlier this morning as well. You had a couple more Nebraska ones, though, too. Yeah, there was, uh, there's kind of a few that fall together uh, offensively, but, you know, I think it's, I think it starts here. Okay. Um, I, I think it's important for the Susker football team to keep Head coach or head coach, um, offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield on a short leash. Okay, I think it's important that he gets another opportunity with this offense to try to find a way to patch up the problems that we saw out of that offense last year. Because I don't think uh, entirely it was his fault based on how the injury bug hit this team and what he was kind of left with and how he had to adjust. Now, I don't think decision-making was any better in moments. So I think it's still important, though, to give him the opportunity but keep a a tight leash on him. And then it all kind of comes into my next point of finding a way to revamp the red zone offense. Mm, Okay. So – Yes, adding experience out wide and adding uh, more experience in the running running back room to provide depth is important for this team. But in terms of gameplay, getting to the red zone was difficult for this team. At times, yes. They found their points on chunk plays in a lot of games down the stretch more than they did, hey, we're at the 20. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna find a way to either run it downhill, run it down your throat, or make a few plays to get into the end zone. They struggled sustaining drives for most of the year. So, the number one team was Oregon State this year in success rate mm-hmm. in terms of red zone offense, ninety seven percent. Incredible. Good. That's good. Really, really incredible. Yeah. But the Huskers, uh oh, 
were the third lowest. It's going to make me sad. At 69%. It's not very good. That type of success rate when another team, and I know Oregon State was a really good football team this year, but there were a lot of other teams up there in the high 80s and the low 90s and they the mid 90s. Also, like eight and four, they were good. They weren't special. Right. Nebraska needs to get to the red zone more, yes, to get that percentage up. But two, they only had 29 attempts last year. Yeah, they didn't give they just themselves. Weren't there, they just weren't there enough, and they didn't give themselves an opportunity mm-hmm. to win a lot of football games because they were only averaging, let's just say, 16, 17 points a game. I don't really remember that number. It's really important to focus on that this coming season mm-hmm. because it seems like pieces are coming, but now it's about how they execute on the football field and that guidance is important to get them in position to put points on the board for Nebraska. I think it's really, really important to revamp how they look at their red zone offense. Yeah, and I I wonder how much what I believe are impending staff changes will impact that, right? Because not, I, I don't think Marcus Satterfield's going anywhere. Um, I do think they are bringing in a quarterback coach who I would imagine will either have the title, I've, I've said this before, of either co-offensive coordinator or passing game coordinator. Um, and I believe that's going to be Glenn Thomas. He's currently with the Steelers. I think after the NFL season, we will hear a, after the regular season, so maybe as soon as this time next week, uh, we will hear an announcement that Glenn Thomas is joining the Nebraska staff. I fully anticipate that to happen. Uh, so with that in mind, you hope that he brings some of that uh, creativity. You hope he brings some of the ability to sustain drives, to give themselves more red zone opportunities so that they can convert at a higher level. Because let, let's be totally real here. Even if that number is in the same neighborhood, call it 70 75%, which is still a, not a good number. If they're just able to get there more, they win more games. Mm-hmm. Because even being ineffective and inefficient in the red zone, you can survive that if you have a ton of red zone trips, right? You're not going to like it. You're not going to win as much as you should. But you wouldn't also have a 69% success rate if you made it to the red zone yes, a ton. right. Part of it is... I mean, honestly, I think part of it's game reps, right? Like, you don't have very many game reps in those situations to get a comfort level for, oh, this is kind of one of our bread-and-butter plays down in the red zone, or this is something that we feel confident our guys can execute down in the red zone. I think with the addition of some new ideas in the offensive room with Glenn Thomas, presumably Glenn Thomas, uh, I think that's going to be a big part of of what you're talking about in not only creating more opportunities, but being more efficient when you do it. Well, and here's another good example. Illinois was the worst team in the Big Ten West this Mm -hmm. season. Yes, they had the same conference record as Nebraska, Purdue, and Minnesota, but they were were 5-7, and and Nebraska had the edge over them, so they are considered the worst team in the Big Ten West this year. Their percentage executing in the red zone was 91% and if you carried over that 0.7 to make it a whole number it would be 92% and they only made 36 trips. Mm-hmm. Nebraska made 29. So they they made five more trips but they were 92% in the red zone. So yes that that's how that's how I'm talking about that percentage yeah. can really shift in a small number but it it's also not 
unforeseeable to see them in the neighborhood of, let's just call it Arizona, mm-hmm. who made 57 red zone trips this yeah, year. twice. Basically twice what Nebraska had. It's not crazy to look at, you know, South Carolina, who made 40 red zone trips in the SEC this year. It's not crazy to look at Virginia Tech, who made 52 red zone trips yeah. this year. Like, I'm just trying to find, like, comparable programs outside of like Penn State who was 58 58 or 64 and yeah. Michigan was 62 like because that's a little unreasonable for where Nebraska is yeah today. those are higher level teams that that are playing a different level but like Northwestern right made it 41 times yeah I, how far off is Nebraska from Northwestern I mean they shouldn't be far at all I mean they should be better than Northwestern um, at least talent wise they should be better than Northwestern although Northwestern had a great year this year uh, improbably an improbable great year this year uh, considering what they were dealing with but I mean that's that's 12 red zone trips that's an extra red zone trip every game right if you're converting that at a 75 80 percent clip that's significant point totals that you're adding to your to your score there um, which Nebraska desperately needed but and Rutgers made it 44 times yeah so to me there the big difference is less percentage, although you do have to convert at a better rate. But it's those opportunities. But it's just getting there more. If you don't that, give that's yourself, the whole yes. point of that. If you it's don't give yourself opportunities, more. you're not going to be able. I mean, you're just not going to score very much. That's that's the the reality of the matter. Yes, chunk plays are nice. You want to have an offense that can can get big plays that can can have these home runs, but you also have to be able to sustain drives and win in the red zone because that's where we saw multiple games what, what did we see it was Wisconsin and Minnesota red zone interceptions ended those games those types of situations where you're driving to win a game you're driving to take the lead late those are the places that Nebraska didn't execute this mm-hmm. year a because they didn't get there very often b when they did get there they didn't execute very well um, so I think that's a really good point and I'm hoping we, we kind of haven't addressed the elephant in the room here either yet I'm hoping the Dylan Rayola of it all helps that, but also the potential extra voice in the offensive room, uh, offensive coaching room helps change that as well. Uh, about a minute and a half here. Do you have any other Well, the last point that to? I wanted to add to that too is you tire out a defense mm-hmm. when you get to the red zone. Yeah. And when you score on chunk plays, yes, it's a great thing because you threw a 60-yard bomb to Jalen Lloyd and you got seven points, but how does that hurt and the opposing defense? They just come off the field. They're still fresh. Yeah, they, they just got beat, yeah. but they're still fresh. But if you extend drives, that's how you control the game. That's how you really tire out a team. Think about how that will enhance those final drives as you were talking about when you get into the red zone. And this defense had to be on the field for a longer period well, of time. Well, that's the thing I wanted to talk about, right? Because on the other side of that coin where we talked about Nebraska's offense not being able to execute late, Nebraska's defense gave up some points late as well because of what you're talking about. They got worn out by other teams rather than the Nebraska offense worrying out other defenses. It's the same side, it's a different side to the same coin where if you're able to do that, then you're putting your defense, who was very good this year, in a better position to be successful late. There's a difference between just being a good defense and being a good defense late. That good defense late is probably the part where Nebraska needed a little bit more help than what we saw them have this year. And a lot of that does fall on the offense to control the game and the pace and the time of possession. 
a little bit more than what we saw this past season. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7. Nebraska's got some visitors this weekend, three of them, at some key positions of need. We will talk to BC about that and more coming up on Herd Sports Radio.